0: First, our top story deals with Nicola, a familiar name, and how they are struggling to really stay financially viable as they look for financial relief from their stock price, which is getting t- was taking a hit. We have Alan Adler here to join us and tell us all about it. Alan, thanks for joining us this morning. Good
1: morning, guys. Um, yeah, so let's first on the stock price. It, it was hovering around a dollar for the most of the last recent weeks. And when Nikola decided it needed to go back to the markets again to, to raise more money, that is basically sell stock, um, the shareholders who already have been heavily diluted uh, from a number of other moves like this basically revolted, uh, you know, to a point anyway, and drove the stock price down below the asking price of the new shares, which is 75 cents a share. Um, that's kind of sad in its own right. But uh, the, the stock closed about 71 cents on, on Friday um, after getting really uh, beaten up for a couple of days, not as bad on Friday, but but basically the, the water finds its own level. And in this case, the sale price of the new shares is essentially close to where the, the uh, existing shares are. People that are still holding on to Nikola, individual shareholders and such are, are, you know, probably under a great deal of pressure at this point. I mean, now to sell is almost crazy. Um, but, you know, the 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 point is that Nikola is trying to raise enough money to get to the point of putting out enough fuel cell vehicles to show some level of revenue and ultimately get to, you know, kind of a gross margin. It seems like a harder and harder task at this point because you've got a billion shares of stock out there in the market now um you know the dilution as i mentioned has been very heavy and you still have issues like where are they going to get batteries uh you know for resuming production of battery electric trucks which the first uh one sold have been under recall the, those batteries need to be replaced and nikola's on the hook for the entire roughly 62 million dollar cost of that recall so there's lots of things going on and and it wasn't It wasn't happy news, but back in February of this year, Nikola filed a notice of going concerned with the SEC, which said basically, we may not be here a year from now if things don't turn around. So uh, I don't know what we're seeing now. I don't like to make predictions about companies, but this uh, this does smack of some desperation.
2: So, Ellen, of course, we're still continuing to watch Nikola be in the news, of course, and it was really like the string of positivity for like two to three headlines. And then it just turned right back negative again. Is there any solace, any steps that could be taken to maybe kind of rescue the company? Are they potentially, could a buyer come save them? Could they be looking to find more funding or are they just kind of having to deal with the situation that they're dealt right now?
1: Well Kelly I'm not sure they're a good candidate to be bought for the simple fact that mostly they assemble things they don't really have a ton of IP they have some intellectual property you know in the in, in cab you know in the in their systems uh, you know uh, you know their, their infotainment systems and things like that but but I'm not really sure that you know given that it's based on an Aveco truck out of Europe and uh, you know, Batteries, of course, have have been an issue. They bought a battery supplier, Romeo, which of course they ultimately liquidated. And that battery supplier is uh, arguably responsible for uh, the problems that they're having. So there's not a lot for anyone to really buy. They've already mortgaged the land uh, that the the plant in Coolidge, Arizona sits on. Um, They've gotten out of a number of uh, of arrangements that would have helped them, you know, perhaps raise uh, some revenue through uh, generating hydrogen. They've sort of sold off some of those things. So it, it does feel a little bit like selling the furniture is is one of the things that's going on. Um, how long can they hold on and can they get to the next step? I mean, it just seems to be getting much more difficult, um, especially as, you know, the, in addition to new shares, they also issued about $175 million in new debt um, with, you know, eight. Eight and a quarter percent interest uh, due in 2026, so it, it feels like you know kind of a go for broke uh, time right now at at Nikola. Um, and again, every time we have stories like this, we say they've survived much longer than many people expected them to. Um, so can they can they do it again? I guess we just have to watch and see.
0: And Alan, that kind of brings me to the next question. It was early this year in February, where there was a filing that it may run out of money over the next 12 months. We're getting really close to that 12 month mark. Are there any speculations now as to how much further they can go? Whether it might be another two months, three months, fourteen months—what's that looking like?
1: Well, I don't know. I'm not going to predict it. Um, I <laughs> kind of stayed clear of that. I haven't seen any any predictions, unless you look at the Twitter Twitter sphere, the X sphere, I, and and I wouldn't put a lot of faith in that. There's a lot of people who have a, a lot of time in their hands that play with this out there. But honestly, I don't. I don't think we really know. I think the idea is, you know. Continue to raise money as long as you can. Um, obviously, they're not doing it in a terribly, um, you know, advantageous way. And again, you know, uh, diluting shareholders, uh, you know, by selling new stock is is not a really popular thing to do. But the shareholders ultimately did vote to allow this to happen by authorizing a doubling in the number of outs- of uh, authorized shares to 1.6 billion uh, from 800 million back in August. So, you know, they, they knew what could happen. And of course now it is happening. I think I think we're somewhere in the range of or around the amount of shares that Nicholas said they would need to sell to basically operate into 2024. You know, the last CFO, Stacey Pastorik, uh re- resigned um, about six weeks ago and or effective December 1st. But basically she said on the third quarter earnings call, that they had enough cash at the time; it was three hundred and some million cash and equivalents to get them into twenty twenty four. So these moves might be to extend that, or they they might not. I mean, we'll try to get a hold of Nickel and see if they have anything to say. But typically, there's not much said around the time of these filings because they're they're pretty much you have to be careful not to be soliciting. Uh, you know, as you do these things. So typically it's pretty quiet at that point, but we'll see if we can't catch up with them and, you know, get some kind of interim report. I, I'm not confident that'll happen, but we certainly can ask.
2: Alan, I'm glad that you brought up Pastor Rick's departure because that was going to be my final question to round it up. She left, as you mentioned, effective December 1st. Has there been any indication on if there's been someone tapped to fill her seat? I know that Steve Gursky is doing it in the interim, but any thoughts going forward on if they're going to fill that position or not?
1: Oh, they'll fill it, I'm sure. I mean, a company like that needs a, needs a chief financial officer. Um, you know, my, my betting had sort of been on, on the gentleman who was the CFO at, at Vecto IQ, which was the SPAC organization that, uh, uh, that you know, brought Nikola Public back in 2020. Um, and, and I don't know that we'll see that. I'm not sure what else they might be looking at, you know. Uh, Gersky's brought in Mary Chan, who he worked very closely with at Vecto, to be the chief operating officer. Uh, that's a was a new position at at uh, Nikola, kind of a day to day operations uh, person. Of course, Steve has the CEO role, and as you said, you know they don't have a CFO at this moment. Um, but uh, you know, I guess we'll wait and see on that. We we don't know. I mean, at this point, uh, it's important to get one, but I'm not sure that it really you know signals any particular you know change positively or otherwise.
0: Alan, thanks for joining us this morning and shedding some light here. For those that want to hear more of your content, maybe find out a little bit more about Truck Tech. How can I do that?
1: Well, Truck Tech, uh, the, the show is Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, this week we'll have uh, ConMet and uh, Truck Wings. Truck Wings is an interesting technology uh, that is uh, truly a low hanging fruit in the aerodynamic space to improve fuel economy and trucking. So we'll have those two gentlemen. Uh, ConMet recently purchased Truck Wings. Uh, which was also known as Truck Labs later. Uh, so we'll have those two gentlemen. And then on Friday, we'll have a uh, we we'll have a fresh look at, at electrolyzers at Cummins with Andreas Lippert, who is the uh, uh, new head of electrolyzers there. So that's what's coming up uh, later this week.
2: Great stuff, Alan. Thank you for joining us, and we will chat with you soon.
1: Thank you, guys. Right now, we're going to head over to the wall for our first carry- update of the morning.